This is the 10-Minute Take with host John Stackhouse, delivering up-to-date insights and perspectives from RBC's analysts and experts on financial and economic developments related to the COVID-19 crisis. It's Friday, June 26th, and I'm joined today by Mark Mahaney, Internet Analyst at RBC Capital Markets in San Francisco. Mark, welcome back to the call. Good to be here, John. Today, we're looking at Amazon, the everything store that uh, during this crisis also feels a bit like the everywhere store. A reflection of that, the share price is up 40% this year, and here we are in June. But it's not without concerns either. The latest cover of The Economist magazine, for example, features Jeff Bezos depicted as Dr. Evil from the Austin Powers movie series. Mark, you follow the company closely. Can you describe why Amazon has performed so well through the crisis? Oh, a lot of luck involved, I'm sure. You also have an extremely competent management team. You have a really engaged and um, and well well tested uh, CEO and management team. There's been a there's probably about twenty direct reports uh, around uh, Jeff Bezos. A very consistent, very good management team. And then uh, you put that together with a really large market opportunity. They, uh, you know, whatever great management team uh, was thrust in at the very beginning of the commercialization of the internet. Uh, boy, that was a, a huge opportunity and you just had a very good uh, group of people going up against that. And um, I think that's it. They've also been willing to take risks and they've been lucky or, and or successful with uh, some of the new ventures. AWS was a risk that was, uh, that was almost the creation of a new industry. Uh, they've done things like uh, throw out um, uh, ebook uh, readers, um, phones that was not successful, but they uh, they relatively quickly cut their losses there, uh, and um, they've now made a pretty big splash into online advertising. I think they're the third largest, sorry, online advertising marketplace in the world. So that that's 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 how they've done it. And then on the core retail business, uh, they've consistently tried to compete on price selection and convenience. And uh, they, based on the annual survey work that we've run for almost a decade. Uh, they have consistently led other companies on all three of those metrics, price selection and convenience, but particularly on a selection and convenience. And the latter really just gets amplified and has been amplified uh, during this uh, COVID crisis. Your research indicates that grocery shopping is up 100% in the first three months of 2020, with Amazon getting up to 50 times their typical increase in orders. Do you think the company can sustain this opportunity? No, I don't think so. There's no way that they could manage that kind of surge in uh, demand. And that's why there were a lot of outages at uh, Amazon. Um, and they, they, uh, with that kind of surge in demand, there's nobody who would run a, um, a logistics infrastructure or a logistics network that would be flexible enough to handle 50x increase in demand. I mean, you'd, the amount of spare capacity you would have for 99% of the time would just drown your business in, in, in red ink. Um, so they couldn't keep up with the uh, of the demand. So I think they have the ability to catch up with that uh, demand. I just think this was the acceleration of the inevitable. Uh, we're going to have more and more sales occur uh, online, more and more services and products digitally delivered, ordered, surveyed, thought about, written about, communicated about. And, uh, uh, and this has been not just in the last two years. This has been a two-decade phenomenon. And uh, the COVID crisis has, has essentially accelerated it. You know, I imagine it will have a little bit of deceleration as we work through shelter-in-place policies and, and uh, COVID restrictions. But it's not like we're going to revert. Uh, it's kind of like uh, we're going to take uh, three steps up, we'll probably take one step back, and then, but, well, then we'll keep marching. Uh, that's, that's kind of a crude analogy I would use. 
Amazon is still a fraction of the size of Walmart when it comes to online grocery sales. Do you think they want to achieve that kind of scale? And what do they need to do to get there? I absolutely think that Amazon's goal is to be just as big as Walmart in uh, groceries, and they have to figure out a lot of different ways to do it. Amazon Fresh is, has really uh, struggled. It's a, the logistical challenges behind delivering fresh food, picking fresh food, packaging fresh food, and delivering it are extremely uh, are extremely challenging. And um, I don't think Amazon's quite uh, figured it out, but here's the chance with all the surge and demand for them to get better at it. And, uh, and then they can do some of the things that Walmart is doing. Uh, Walmart's online grocery strategy is really click and collect. Uh, you know, place your orders on your drive home. You can, uh, you can collect. Amazon is now uh, doing that at, uh, with Whole Foods. They're offering the ability for uh, Prime members to uh, click and collect. So they're going to try to cut it a couple of different ways. I'm absolutely certain that that's their intention. The Whole Foods acquisition was supposed to enhance their capacity in that space. Is it proving to be a growth engine? No, not yet. Um, and it's going to be very hard for us externally to know. But yeah, if we see they're going to, you know, they're going to integrate the Whole Foods footprint as a delivery mechanism for groceries. Uh, so no, I don't. I don't think it's proven yet. I think that's. Um, I don't think anybody could look at the P&L results of Amazon and say that was obviously uh, a winning deal. But one test will be if uh, groceries become a larger and larger part of uh, of Amazon's total retail sales. That, that, that would be the real key. Can we get to a point where groceries become a good solid 15, 20% of Amazon's total sales? That will be the evidence that the Whole Foods business probably worked. Let's turn to uh, the cloud side of the business and AWS, Amazon Web Services contributed $35 billion uh, to revenue last year, more than $9 billion in operating profits. How do you see AWS building on the momentum? It's clearly created in the massive shifts we've uh, we've all been part of during this crisis? Yeah, there's a couple of sectors that I think have been structural winners. We've been talking a lot about online retail within that, particularly areas like groceries. I think cloud computing has been another uh, structural winner from the COVID crisis. And uh, Amazon is really well positioned. One of my one of the best data points that came out of the whole earnings cycle, there's this company called Zoom, which has now become a household uh, name, along with Kleenex and Netflix. Zoom uses AWS. Zoom had a 20x increase in demand uh, from February to March. Just in one month, the demand for their services went up 20x. And the only way that they could do that and uh, manage that and not uh, screw up the service, uh, irritate customers, was to rely on their cloud service provider, and that was AWS. The Zoom management team talked about it on their earnings call about how if it, were, if it wasn't for AWS, there's no way they could have managed that kind of surge in demand. So uh, Amazon got lucky. They were ready for this um, uh, for this kind of surge uh, capacity. Uh, they were built for it. And uh, my guess is that they're going to have another couple of other case studies like that that will probably help Amazon uh, regain some share in cloud services, infrastructure as a services, uh, platform as a services, but those elements of uh, of cloud computing. Yes, it is a um, it's a phenomenal business. If it was, sp and people, there's speculation that it could be spun out of, of Amazon. I think that's highly unlikely. There are less than a handful of software companies in the world that are doing over 30 billion in revenue. And by the way, if you want to do 30 billion in revenue and a 30 percent revenue growth, that's a null set, a sample size of one, and that's AWS. 
That's why when people talk about what it would be worth in the public markets, it could well as a standalone asset uh, be worth a substantial amount. What are the driving forces behind that question over AWS and the possibility of breaking up Amazon comes, of course, from Washington and concerns about antitrust issues. What impacts do you see uh, antitrust investigations having on the company's growth, uh, especially coming out of the crisis? I think the one clear area, one area that should be a focus of regulators uh, should be the Amazon marketplace because that's one where there is an obvious potential conflict of interest. Doesn't mean that it's being executed on, but uh, but there is a marketplace in which Amazon sells products and it allows third-party vendors to sell products. So Amazon owns the marketplace, competes in the marketplace, uh, and so that 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 does create um, the potential for uh, for conflict. Amazon's defense, per their spokesman, is well, if you were to look at Amazon, uh, you'd see that an increasing percentage of their retail sales over the last five years have come from third-party vendors, i.e. Amazon itself is losing share in its own marketplace. Uh, and so the argument that Amazon then makes is so much for uh, us um, you know, blocking people out of our uh, marketplace. It should certainly be reviewed, uh, scrutinized. And uh, so my guess is that's where the EU is focusing its antitrust uh, investigation. And that's where I would think the DOJ and state attorneys general would as well. Has Amazon done anything to undermine consumers? It's very hard to see that. They don't, they've been driving down pricing, not, not raising pricing. They've been offering more selection, more convenience. It's, it's almost impossible to argue that Amazon has had a negative impact on consumers. Open question about whether through acquisitions, uh, they have stymied innovation in uh, online retail space. That's a very hard thing to prove. I don't think that's the case, but that's a possible line of reasoning. You could argue that there actually are negative synergies that Amazon's strength in both AWS and in retail makes it unlikely that AWS will get large retailers to use its services. Walmart would never use AWS, for example. Regulation is an issue on big tech, and uh, and I would expect to see more investigations, particularly on two names, Google and Amazon. Amazon is certainly one of the most interesting companies of 2020, and that's unlikely to change. Mark, thanks for being on the call. Thanks for having me, John. Always good talking with you. And that's our 10-minute take for today. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.